Welcome to the podcast of the First Baptist Church of Tryon. I'm Jeff Harris. I'm the pastor here at First Baptist, and I'm grateful for you joining us today. I must say, podcast might be a bit of a stretch because really this is our weekly sermon, and I'm grateful that you've taken the time to listen to this week's sermon. I will give one word of warning, though, especially to those of you who are driving. Sermons um, from time to time tend to put people to sleep, so if you're driving, be real careful. We don't want you to fall asleep, because we'd love to have you tune in next week. (laughs) I hope you enjoy this week's sermon, although enjoy is really not the intended outcome of a sermon, but I am grateful that you took the time to listen, and I hope you have a great week. I'll catch you next week. The peace of Christ be with you. We welcome you to First Baptist Church. It is good to be together on this Pentecost Sunday. I want to welcome those of you who are joining us here on Zoom and those of you who are on YouTube Live and those of you here in the sanctuary. It is grateful, I am grateful that we can be together in this way. Just a couple of instructions. Uh, the first one specifically for those of you at home, we are celebrating communion this morning. So if you do not have any elements prepared, now would be a good time to go grab some and use whatever you have. Even some water and crackers will work just fine. Uh, we would love for you to celebrate with us. And this is for everyone. So if you're in worship, you have a, a copy of the order of service. If you're home worshiping on YouTube, then uh, the the responsive readings and the words will come up on the screen for you. So that's a little bit different. We'll we'll do call to worship and confession of sin and those kinds of things like we used to do them where one person leads and we respond. So if you'll just follow along on your order of service or on the screen if you're worshiping at home. So let us do that just now. Let us worship the living God. So may we bind our hearts and our minds together. And John Spinks will now transition us into worship. Join with me as we read responsively the call to worship. Come, sing a new song of worship. Today is a day of promise fulfilled. Pentecost, a day when power and comfort flowed. A day when the Holy Spirit was revealed in flaming glory. The fire of the Holy Spirit lives on in us. Sing praises. We sing praises indeed.
us pray. Dear Lord, today as we come to worship, we thank you for the Holy Spirit, whom sent you to guide us and comfort us. We pray that we will follow and do what you want us to do and feel at peace, knowing you love us. Our prayer is in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, a, uh, a teacher without any learners is kind of irrelevant. And a song leader without any followers is kind of irrelevant. So I'm glad you can sing today. Thank you for being here and joining in the celebration today. There's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place. A sweet, sweet spirit in this place, and I know that is the spirit of the Lord. There are sweet expressions on each face, and I know that it's the presence of the reading today is from Acts 2 verses 1 through 21. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. 
and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now, there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own language, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they're filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it's only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. And this is what Joel had said. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall, shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above, and signs on the earth below blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Burning me fire of God is kind of a new text to a familiar tune. I think you will recognize it as we sing. Please stand. Yeah. 
Our gospel reading this morning is from John 15, 26 through 27, 16, 4b through 15. When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who comes from the Father, he will testify on my behalf. You also are to testify because you have been with me from the beginning. But I have said these things to you so that, that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told you about them. I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you. But now I am going to him who sent me. Yet none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because they do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am going to the Father and you will see me no longer about judgment because the ruler of this world has been condemned. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot hear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own, but I will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. And all that the Father has is mine. For this reason I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I've been called quite a few things. I don't think I've ever been called a Pentecostal. And let's be honest, I'm fairly certain that no one who has ever worshiped with us has mistaken us for Pentecostals. They may have wondered if we were actually alive and breathing awake, but they probably did not mistake us for Pentecostals. When I think of Pentecost, I think of fire and flames and wind and unknown tongues. And for those of you who have heard me preach and other preachers preach, you, you might be familiar with unknown tongues. Right? You get through here thinking, I have no idea what he was talking about. 
I mean, I, I, he lost me before he even got started. And if you, if you have participated in Zoom worship with us, then you, you also know that when we unmute ourselves and all say the Lord's Prayer together, that also could perhaps be known as an unknown tongue. Because we're echoing all over the place. And it's a little bit chaotic, but I'll be honest with you, that has become a highlight for me in worship. There's something sacred about that. It's holy to, to look on the screen and see those faces popping up and people here and there and the words echoing all around. Now, I wouldn't want to listen to that for hours, but there is a sacredness about all these different voices and these different people in different places offering the prayer that Christ taught us and being bound together by the Spirit. That's probably as close as we get to being Pentecostals. Because our worship is, is more reserved. There's a quietness to our worship. There's a reverence to our worship. And in many ways, our worship is a respite from the chaos and the noise of life. Our worship is a way to be still and know God. Because sometimes the, the Spirit is loud and fiery, like on Pentecost. It is loud and fiery and all over the place. And sometimes the Spirit is a still, small voice. And if you don't lean in and listen, you will miss it. Sometimes the Spirit is a gentle breeze. And sometimes it is hurricane force. Sometimes the Spirit is a word of comfort, and sometimes it is a word of challenge. In that gospel reading from John, this is the part that really jumps out at me when I read that text. Jesus says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. I have many things left to say, but you just can't handle it yet, Jesus says. Which, which reminds me of that scene from A Few Good Men. Remember that? When Tom Cruise is the, the attorney and Jack Nicholas is up there on the stand. He's Colonel Nathan R. Jessup. And man, you don't mess with Colonel Nathan R. Jessup, right? And Cruise steps up there and he says, I want the truth. And then you know what the colonel says. You can't handle the truth. I love that scene. Hey, that lawyer also went to Campbell, right? Where I went to Divinity School and where Billy and Phil did law. He's a Campbell guy. Anyway, that really has nothing to do with Pentecost, but I, you know. You can't handle the truth, and sometimes we cannot. Sometimes it's really hard to swallow the truth. In fact, if someone would have told us back in August of 2019 when we moved across the street to the activity building that it would be this long before we gathered in this place and were able to sing together in this place, I'm, I'm pretty sure we could not have handled that. In fact, I'm pretty sure we would have thought those people were insane. 
We wouldn't have believed that. That's, what are you talking about? I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now, Jesus says. So Pentecost is the birth of the church. And it starts with a bang. It's big and it's loud. And Peter, this one who had denied Jesus three times publicly not that long ago, on this day he steps up and preaches this arousing sermon and 3,000 people join the church. 3,000 people. But the truth is, that's not really our story these days. The, the hard truth of the church in North America is that in many ways, the church is on life support. If you read the data, if you look at all of the studies, you will know that the church is in decline in North America. Now, that is not to say that there are not some vibrant and faithful congregations, because there are. But as a whole, the truth is, even if we can't bear to hear it, the truth is the church is struggling. Struggling. The church is shrinking in numbers. It is shrinking in influence. And... And that's kind of hard to hear. That's kind of hard to bear. It may be hard to believe, but if you just look around, I think it's really not that hard to believe. But here's the thing. The Spirit, the same Spirit that empowered the early church, that same Spirit empowers us. It's the same spirit that binds us together on this Pentecost Sunday. Not just us, but churches all across this continent. Now, do we have challenges in front of us? Yeah. You bet we do. You bet we do. But we have the Spirit. We have the Spirit. And we have each other. And God is not through with us. God has not given up on us. And the truth is, for way too long, we've used the wrong metrics. We've thought how we measure the faithfulness of the church, those, those three Bs, budgets and bodies and baptisms. Those are the wrong metrics. It's not that those things aren't important, they are, but what's really important is not the growth of churches or the success of churches. What is, what is important is the faithfulness of churches. That's the only thing that really matters when it is all said and done. The faithfulness of churches, the faithfulness of God's people, that's the one measurement that ultimately matters. And the Spirit 
Spirit can enable us to be faithful. In spite of our fickleness, the Spirit can help us to be faithful. In Luke's account of Palm Sunday, the followers of Jesus are praising God and declaring all the power that they have witnessed, and the Pharisees try to get Jesus to quieten the crowd down. They're like, could you get them to be quiet? And Jesus replies, well, if they were quiet, If they were silent, then even the stones would shout out. You see, if God can do that with the stones, with the rocks, with the very fragments of the earth, then just imagine what God can do with us. Imagine what God can do with us if we open ourselves to the Spirit. Shucks, if we do that, we might even be Pentecostals after all. Amen. I'd like to beg your pardon before I think. I don't seem to have much voice today, so just bear with me and listen to the words because that's the most important part. In remembrance of me. of me.
this in remembrance of me. Join me as we enter into a time of confession of sin. Have mercy on our souls, O Lord. Create in us clean hearts. Do not turn us away from your presence. Restore to us the joy of your salvation and sustain in us a willing spirit. And now may we enter into a time of silent confession. Hear these words of forgiveness. You are a child of God. And God takes great delight in you. God loves you more than you can imagine. So hear it loud. Hear it clear. You are forgiven. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. For on the night, for I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that on the night that our Lord Jesus was betrayed, he took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant of my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat the bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So I'm going to offer a prayer now to give thanks for these gifts. Let us pray. Oh Lord, we are grateful that you have offered such ordinary items, bread and wine, to remind us, to remind us of your love and mercy. Love and mercy that is just as plentiful as bread and wine, love and mercy 
that was poured out in you, that was given to us. We give you thanks. May these gifts remind us of your love, and may they bind us to you and to each other. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. So now I'll walk us through the communion effort. There's a little bitty cellophane top on part of the cup, and you'll just ease that off, and that will give you access to your wafer. And then there's another piece that you can pull off for the cup. The body of Christ given for you. the blood of Christ shed for you. May you use this music now as an opportunity to feast on God's love and God's forgiveness.
Let us pray. Lord, we confess that we need your spirit. We know we are unable to do it on our own. No matter how capable we might be, no matter how industrious we might be, We know that without you, our work is in vain. And that with you, our work is never in vain. That you are knitting together a new creation. That you are creating something beautiful out of our mess. And that your spirit is calling us together not driving us apart. May the wind and the fire burn within us and move within us so that we might reflect you in this world. A world of great need world of great beauty, your world. We pray especially this morning for those who are sick and suffering, those who need your healing and your hope. And so I will invite first those of you who are home on Zoom, if you have names to offer in prayer, if you'll unmute yourselves and then offer them aloud. Lewis Hamilton. The Petty Family. The Carters. Ellen Henderson. And for those of you in the sanctuary, if you will offer the name aloud, then I will repeat it so that everyone at home can hear. Mary Bryan, David Bowman, Ray and Bubba, Tim Dempsey, Vincent Moore, Daniel's parents, Ed Britton. Lord, we pray for all the ones that we have named, the ones left unnamed, and the ones unknown to us. We know they are not unknown to you, and we know that your Spirit is with them. May your Spirit give them the peace that passes all understanding. And so we pray all of these things through Jesus Christ our Lord, the one who has taught us to pray. And so if you're at home, I'll ask you now to unmute yourself. And we will now all pray the Lord's Prayer together. <laughs> Our Father, who art who in, heaven, in heaven, hallowed, hallowed be, thy be thy name. Thy kingdom thy come, come, thy will, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. heaven. 
Give us as we forgive those and lead us not but deliver us if you'll mute yourselves at home, please. It has been good to worship with you this morning. It has been good to gather at the Lord's table, to join our voices in song, to see your faces here, to see your faces out here. I'm grateful for this opportunity. Uh, you can take these home with you if you'd like. If you don't want to, you can just leave it in the pew pocket. There, we ordered these about 20 years ago. I don't know if you... No, I'm just kidding. They're just about, we ordered them like last month. They're, they taste like we ordered them 20 years ago, but they're not old, I promise. Uh, they do taste like cardboard, you're, you're correct. Um, let's see, I got a couple of instructions here, um, but I can't really read my own writing, I'm sorry. Um, just know that it's been good to be together. I, I did want to mention this. That's right. That next week, you, you will hear um, a small little choir of fully vaccinated people. There will be about six folks who will be singing, and uh, we look forward to that. Uh, that will be nice as well as we sort of transition back to uh, a, a bit of more normalcy, whatever that means these days. And... Um, I'm glad that we can do that together, and we appreciate your patience and your grace and your understanding as we navigate how to best uh, be God's people here at First Baptist Tryon. So here's the benediction. May you go in peace, and as you go, remember who you are. You are disciples of Jesus, our Lord and our brother, children of Almighty God, bound together as brothers and sisters through the Spirit. You are the very body of Christ, so may you serve the Lord with gladness all your days. Amen. So if you're in the sanctuary, if you'll hang tight for just a second, I've got a few things for you, and then uh, if you're on Zoom, feel free to hang around and catch up with folks.